It's time now for Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that shares stories from inspiring people, from a wide range of expert guests, all focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Gina Gardner is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, business coach, and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely You, and has over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally. One day, I'll teach chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be a chef. This is a world of possibilities. A world in which people who put their minds to something can really make a difference. My goal is to help the environment. Someday I'll find a cure for cancer. At the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we believe that aspiring minds can achieve anything. So we dedicate ourselves to making sure everyone has an opportunity to go to college. Each year, we provide more than $150 billion in grants, loans, and work-study funds, making higher education possible for anyone at any stage of life. I can go back to college. I can change careers. I can make a difference. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of the American Mind. Learn more about Money for College at studentaid.gov. And now, here's your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there, and welcome to Gina Gardner and Friends. And I'm absolutely, well, beside myself with thrilledness to have Jill Lubin on my show. She's an amazing lady, best-selling author, a public, uh, a publicist in terms of strategy. She's an international kindness guru. She's set up a, a whole project around kindness and she is just a wonderful human being. Jill, I'm so pleased to have you on the show. Thank you, Gina. I'm delighted to be here. So before we get started, just tell people a bit about how you come to be here. You know, what's your story? So, you know, my story, like everyone's, is a bit circuitous about how I ended up in the world of publicity. I actually started in the music business as director of promotion and publicity at independent record labels. I love that, did it for years. And then I burnt out, which is uh, very easy to understand about that business. But, you know, in that, I really learned about the power of perception. That led to me writing guerrilla publicity, and all the blessings there from that. And uh, then I had three more books, the latest of which is called The Prophet of Kindness. So to that end, I speak all over the world on six continents up, this, up to this moment and uh, teach and train in virtual publicity classes. That's an amazing CV, isn't it? And I suppose, you know, your your uh, professional life is incredibly impressive. But for me, the thing that makes the biggest difference is your work on kindness, because I think the world needs more kindness. It doesn't have to cost anything other than being really uh, mindful of how you can help somebody else. And for me, that's so important. And it's such an easy thing. You know, people, I don't know what people, um, Think they have to do but honestly a smile opening yes. the door or what I like to call Gina a conscious act of kindness right I, I know people talk about random acts and that's good too <laughs> that's good too but I really think conscious acts of kindness are key and so just every day you know think about did I do one thing 
that was kind today. Now, most people are doing many things. They just haven't been conscious about it. But, you know, if you put your attention on um, what's the one thing, you know, if I've done one kind thing today, just make sure of it. And if you haven't, you get to the end of your day, uh, I send a text, I write a card, I, you know, I send a nice email. There's such easy things to do to acknowledge people. And that's a very kind thing to do too, the acknowledging of people. I think that's really important. You know, um, my brother died very suddenly when he was 49. Um, and he's at the anniversary of his death is at the end of this week. And perhaps that's why he's on my mind. But one of the things my brother was incredibly good at doing is he would send a text and it would have three characters, you know, just um, L-U-V, or it would just be thinking of you, or just uh, uh, three kisses. How long does that take? And yet, when he died, that was one of the things that gave me such comfort is that I knew that he loved me and that he was consciously thinking of me on a regular basis. And you know, how many people have regrets that they don't say the things that they wish they had done when people were alive? Just that conscious kindness to people that you know, that you care, that you, you're thinking of them can make all the difference, can't it? It's, it's an incredible, incredibly simple thing. And um, and such a beautiful way that we can all make a difference in this world. Just doing that forward. Oh my gosh! You know, I know people talk about pay it forward, but you know, again, just what can you do without ex any expectations? And of course, you know how what that does. That inspires others to do things too, right? That's wonderful. Tell us about your project, that your kindness project, because it seems to me that that's something that, that has such a high vibration and, and has such power behind it. And I think people should be really involved in it. Yes, thank you. So I run, uh, I call it the year of kindness, but we're on our third year now. Um, <laughs> it started in COVID, you know, I just... I had wanted to do something when I wrote The Prophet of Kindness, I was inspired. I, it was one of those whispers from God that said, go do kindness circles. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. But all I knew as I was busy, you know, promoting my book and speaking and all these wonderful things in publicity. And then all of a sudden when COVID hit, I thought now's the moment. And so I put together a kindness circle. And when 60 people showed up on the first call, I thought, okay, we're on to something. Well, now we're over 250 in the community. I want to double it to 500 and more um, by the end of uh, 2022. And, and I'd love kindness keepers all around the world, whatever you know that looks like, whether it's licensed or however it comes about, I am happy. And so one of the things uh, I know, and maybe we'll have in the show notes, a way that people can come join us for uh, your kindness, test drive it, see if you like it. So that's really fun. Um, and I always invite people to come as my guest to one of the kindness circles. And what we do is we spend an hour together on Zoom and we uh, have two circles, two breakout circles. And one 10 minute, like amazing speaker in the area of personal growth, or I had Marcy Shymoff who wrote Happy for No Reason. And she's been a featured teacher in The Secret, just an amazing woman. I know um, Marcy, she is just wonderful, isn't she? Isn't she awesome? So I have great people, you know? So come on, come play with us. You always get to meet and greet 
all kinds of new people. And I actually do facilitate networking. I think it's really important that we connect together, we be kind to each other, and it's set up and structured to do that. That's brilliant. Now, we're on radio, and so um, people can't see the address, but we're going to have a short break now. And during the break, what I suggest is if you get a piece of paper and a pen, then I will let you know the address where you can actually sign up for one of these kindness circles, because they're a great thing to do. So don't go away. And when you come back, come prepared with a pen and a paper, and I'll let you know the address. Travel is part of the American way of life. When we're on vacation, we keep an eye out for anything that looks out of place. <laughs> Miss your bag. When we travel from city to city, we pay attention to our surroundings. Everyone plays a role in keeping our community safe. Whether you're traveling for business or pleasure, be aware of your surroundings. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. So there's been a nuclear attack. Don't ask me how or why, just know that the big one has hit, okay? So what do we do? There are three important steps that I want you to remember. Step one, get inside fast. You, your friends, your family, get inside. And no, staying in the car is not an option. You need to get into a building and move away from the windows. Step two, stay inside. Shut all doors and windows. Have a basement? Head there. If you don't have one, get as far into the middle of the building as possible. If you were outside after the blast, get clean immediately. Remove and bag all outer clothing to keep radioactive dust or ash away from your body. Step three, stay tuned. Follow media for more information. Don't forget to sign up for Notify NYC for official alerts and updates. And don't go outside until officials say it's safe. All right, you've got this. Where are you headed? Uh, just gonna hang out. If any of your buddies ever pressure you to take a drink, just tell them you promised your dad you wouldn't. I promise. Love you too, Dad. They really do hear you. For tips on what to say, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. So welcome back. Before the break, Jill Lublin and I were talking about kindness circles. And if you're interested in joining, then the address is http colon forward slash Jill with a J, J-I-L-L, Lublin, L-U-B-L-I-N dot com forward slash y-o-f-k and then the word guest it's all one continuous word lowercase so it's http colon forward slash forward slash jilllublin.com forward slash y-o-f-k guest so y-o-f-k is year of kindness so it's really easy to remember so please do sign up and when you do please say that you heard about it on Gina Gardner and Friends so Jill knows how that sphere of influence has actually been expanded through this show. Now, kindness is one of the things that many people find so much easier to give than to 
receive or give themselves. I wonder what your take is on being kind to oneself. Ah, yes. The thing that most people forget about, you mean? (laughs) Because, yeah, it's so important to give to others, isn't it? And I find that most people are naturally wanting to give to others. What's so fascinating to me is, are you giving to yourself? How's your self-care? How's your space for yourself? You know, one of my uh, clients, she has four young children, you know, and I'm like, and in the middle of a divorce, and, 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 right? And I'm like... I can hear the exhaustion in her voice and it's understandable, but you know, and I keep saying to her, what are you doing to be kind to yourself? She finally went and got massages now on a, on a weekly basis. Now that's super kind, right? But it took that level of, oh my gosh, you know, almost falling apart to get to that. So please don't wait to that long. I want all of you to think about right now, how can I be more kind to myself? What's the most kind thing I can do for myself right now? Sometimes that's pick up the phone, talk to a friend, go outside, take a walk, go hug my cat for me. I love doing that. You know, what is it that you can do to be kind to yourself? And I think when you start asking yourself that question, some activities you do might change. And sometimes it includes canceling things. Listen, Gina, I've had to cancel some things occasionally on clients where, you know, I I just, I couldn't give anything, you know, maybe it was a publicity consulting strategy. And if I'm not, shall I call it in my best self, able to give, able to connect, how, you know, how can I support? So I just think that's important. You know, I often talk about the fact that if you were pouring water into a glass and you turn the tap off, you'd very, and drink the water, you'd very quickly empty the glass. But if you keep the tap running, then very quickly it will uh, will overflow. And if you then think about that as being kind to yourself and then using the overflow for other people, then it's limitless. But I'm interested, you know, how often people are actually not just neutral, they are very unkind to themselves. They use a criteria to judge themselves that's very different to the criteria that they use for everybody else, that they are unfair and unreasonable about themselves and keep beating themselves up. They'd never do that to somebody else, would they? No, of course not. And so, you know, one of the things I remember doing a long time ago for myself was I actually, you know, the publicity was for everybody. As an example, I would serve clients and get them out there and help them with creating that visibility. And then one day I realized, oh, my gosh, you know, I have my own book, Guerrilla Publicity, I had to promote it. <laughs> and I actually made a file for myself. Like that was a game changer for me. Oh, wow. I have a file for myself. Isn't that interesting? So that's a question. Maybe you need to make a file, however you want to think about this, for yourself. And so in your calendar, in your day calendar, I want you to put you in your schedule. So for me, when you look, it says meditation, it says exercise, it says meet with friends, you know, there things are built in 
so that I have space. And, and by the way, I had to take another crack at this, you know, again, recently realizing that I didn't want to keep up a certain schedule I was keeping up. And so now no calls start before a certain time, no working more on Saturdays where I can help it. Right. With again, as one of my coaches says, 80 percent of the time, the rules work, you know, so. The good 80% is great. And if I choose to make an exception, that's different. You know, it's something that I talk to my clients a lot about um, and how often people find it very difficult to, to do that. So I talk about being your own best friend and treating yourself as you would a really valued friend, no better, but no worse. And in terms of time, making appointments with yourself and putting those in your diary. Because if you feed yourself in terms of your, uh, of your uh, emotional and mental and spiritual and physical health, then you've got much more to give other people. And just a little tip for those of you listening, if you really struggle to do this, one of the things that one of my clients decided to do was she'd always wanted to be called by another name. And so she used her alter ego as her appointments in her diary. So although her name was one thing in her diary, periodically in, during the week would be an appointment with, I think the, the name that she wanted to be was Sarah. And of course, Sarah was her, but she found it easier to put it in for her alter ego than she had to put it in for herself. Ultimately, I think one of the important lessons is learning to say no but do it graciously and do it without feeling guilty um, rather than putting everybody else at the head of the priorities. So tell us more about your book, The Prophet of Kindness. That's a really interesting title. Oh, thank you. You know, it is an interesting title and it's interesting because I actually had something else in mind with the title when we first published it. And I love the fact that the publisher changed it to the profit of kindness. Why? Because profit and kindness seem like, well, antithesis words, but they're actually not because, um, what, what I'm really clear on now, having written the book, having talked to numerous companies, large and small, independent service providers plus large companies, here's what I learned. When you're more kind, you tend to not only be happier, more fulfilled, but also, wonderfully enough, more profitable. And, um, and so they do go together. And in the book, I outline what I call return on kindness principles. How, you know, what are things you can do? Because everyone always wants ROI, as you should, return on investment. I also think people should have ROK, rocks, return on kindness principles. So things like flexibility, you know, so important in these times, even more so. Um, you know, patience. Oh, my gosh. Yes, <laughs> that's a big one, right? You know, those, those are some examples of return I, on kindness. I, couldn't agree with you more. And I've worked for many years strategically with businesses. And for me, it's a big part of enlightened leadership that actually coming from a place of compassion and kindness is one of the uh, underpinning principles of enlightened leadership. And the results are quite incredible. But you have to model 
the behavior yourself. So it's being kind to your employees and your team, but kind to yourself too. And having a holistic approach where you treat people and you value them. They're your treasure, look after them. You know, nurture them and their potential and they will be more productive, they'll take less time off. Um, and ultimately, they'll use their expertise, experience and enthusiasm to make your business much more profitable. Yes, yes. And again, that was the other thing is kind uh, companies or, you know, CEOs, their people were always more fulfilled and happier and the culture was better. So, you know, I know it seems obvious, but people forget. And I think gentle reminders. And of course, you know, when we become unkind or something happens and we get off balance, you know, the kindest thing you can do is... What do I need to, sometimes it's just about taking better care of yourself. You know, I don't know about you, but I get a little snippy or, impa- you know, impatient when I'm too tired or too hungry or too something, right? And, you know, and, isn't it interesting that, you know, it's the simple things, I think, that people forget. And, I, you know, I saw a sea change after the uh, recession in 2008-9. And I think so many businesses got caught up in the, we've got to make a profit, we've got to make a profit, which of course businesses want to make a profit, but they forgot about the people and it became very target driven. And as a result, people were put under pressure to meet targets which were not achievable, which put everybody under stress and under pressure. We're going to have to go for another short break, but when we come back, we're going to continue the theme of kindness. So be kind to yourself and come back. In a couple of minutes, we'll be carrying on with kindness. They have your eyes. They have your ears. They have your smile. Now all they need is a little more of your time. Make a difference in your child's life, because anyone can be a father. It takes time to be a dad. With the timeless protection of ADT, it's safe to say... Hey Google, unlock the front door. When you've helped save more lives than any other home security brand, it's safe to say... There's a reason millions of people trust ADT to help protect what matters most. So welcome back. We're now in the final few minutes of the of the show. And before um, it gets too late, Jill, where can people find you? Thank you. So best thing is to go to um, my website, jilllublin.com. And it's J-I-L-L-L-U-B-L-I-N.com. I'll also put, if you'd like, a free gift generally and, and come be part of my publicity masterclass. And I'll type that in the chat and you can read it out or whatever works best. That would be lovely. If you'd put that in the chat, that would be great. Um, you know, I'd love to hear what you think. So if you email me at gina at genuinely-you.com, um, And how kind are you to yourself? And what are the things you find hard to be kind about? But if you'd like to um, join Jill's publicity um, uh, crash course, then the address is http colon um, forward slash forward slash publicity crash course, or one word, publicity crash course.com forward slash free gift. And that's really kind of you. Thank you very much indeed. 
And if you are in business, then publicity is so important. And interesting thing is you can use kindness as part of your publicity. So we are very proud to be members of B1G1, Buy One, Give One, which is designed to, for businesses to help in projects around the world um, and to do it no matter what size your business is, uh, because they, the, in the way they organize the impacts, um, it makes it very affordable. And it can be a really great way of showing the public that you are someone, a business that thinks about others um, and does it in a strategic way. So B1, G1, and every guest we have, we invite them to choose a project for us to donate to. And the four projects for this month are Clean Water, Food for the Hungry, Education, and there is a, a project for children in the Ukraine. Which of those projects would you like us to donate to on your behalf? I think because of the timeliness of it, the children in Ukraine, please. So we will be donating uh, to that project. And for every 100 people who listen to either the live show or to one of the downloads in the archive or through the podcast or through one of the apps, the radio box online or tune in, we will give uh, a free meal to someone who's hungry through the B1G1 project. So please, you can help people by just listening and that will make a huge difference. So, Jill, in the last few minutes of the show, you know, what pearls of wisdom have you got that will help people recognize different ways that they can be kind to others or to themselves? So a couple things. I mentioned the return on kindness principles, and I would really encourage you to practice more patience. Um, that's a biggie. That's a biggie. That means not only with others, but with yourself. And when you find yourself going into what I might call reaction, feeling impatient, like when I was writing the chapter on patience for profit of kindness, um, I remember calling the utility company. Well, that was a mistake. I was on hold for an hour. And I remember the operator came on and she said, thank you for your patience. And I said to her, just like, I, who said I was patient? You know, I think if you're an entrepreneur, you're in business. But however, did I say anything mean to her? No, it was a joke. She laughed. It was great. And ha ha ha. But you know, I think it's always funny when people thank me for my patience when the plane is three hours late or something like that, right? <laughs> I had a very similar experience this weekend um, uh, with my bank and filling out a visa application for uh, the Ukrainian lady who's come to stay with me. Um, and you know, people thanking you for your patience when you've been hanging on for hours, it wears a little thin. Nevertheless, I think the, the recognizing that they're struggling at the other end, it's the system that's broken and not them, um, is really important. So that's can you give us another principle of kindness? How many are there, by the way? There are seven, okay? okay. And one of them uh, on, is another, in addition to patience and flexibility that we spoke of, is uh, generosity. Like, are you being generous? And if you are, how can you be more generous is what I'm going to ask you today. You know, like I have a commitment to give a nonprofit a seat to my virtual publicity course every single month. Guess what? Sometimes we have to spend money actually finding that nonprofit for whatever reason. Maybe somebody didn't 
recommend one or whatever it is, right? Um, so I'm gonna say, how can you be more generous in addition to what you're already doing? How can you be um, more generous to yourself, right? Uh, my other commitment is I give 10% uh, to charity every month. And what can I do? You know, it's, for me, it's not only writing a check, but it's also my time and money and energy in other ways. Um, so look at generosity. You know, uh, maybe a neighbor needs some help. Maybe, yeah. you know, somebody needs help that uh, isn't even asking, or you're thinking about someone wondering how they are, they just had an operation, bring them a meal, you know, different, simple things that make a big impact. You know, I think that's really important. But what I'd like to add that is, if you're going to do things, do it with generosity of spirit. You know, don't do things half-heartedly or things in a resentful way. If you're going to do it, do it full out, do it with purpose and do it with love. And you'll be amazed at how different the impact is on the, the people on the receiving end. Um, oh, I love that. I love that. And Gina, though, I'm going to say one thing because, you know, listen, I'm busy. We're busy people. Here's what I've learned. If I leave something, like my neighbor whose husband has Alzheimer, I love to start this. We hadn't hardly talked in many years of living yeah. together. And I found this out. I rang her bell. I gave her the meal. I said, you know what? I'm in the middle of my workday, but I know what's happening. And I just want to support you. She burst into tears, you know, and now, by the way, we're having dinner uh, usually every month. We've had formed this beautiful relationship. It started from, OK, I didn't have a ton of time, but I gave it to her with love, like you say. And uh, and she was very grateful. So, Jill, all it remains for me to do is to say a huge thank you for your kindness in joining us on this show. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I feel really very fortunate to call you my friend. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Gina. Always a delight to be here. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Please join us on another show. Let us know what you think. Um, and I look forward to hearing from you. You take care now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that helps you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. To learn more about Gina Gardner, go to genuinely-u.com. If you would like to work with Gina or book her as a speaker, email her at gina at genuinely-u.com.